The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, it's 3.06 on the 6.30 chat afternoon news. Uh, the City Ford Face-Off show gets underway at 4.30 today as your Oilers take on the Jets. Uh, puck drop at 6 o'clock. Uh, Want to cycle back to this story we touched on earlier this week that a, a survey done this summer uh, found panhand- panhandling was the main safety concern for those who live and work downtown. In fact, almost 60% said they're more worried about panhandling than homelessness and drug use. The survey was done by the Downtown Business Association, and the executive director, Ian O'Donnell, joins us now. Hi, Ian. Thanks for taking the time to uh, talk with us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, Can I just get a clarification right off the top? Because as we spoke about this, uh, when this survey came out, and we had the story of uh, the Remedy Cafe and the signage that they put up, um, the term panhandler and homeless were used kind of interchangeably. They're not the same, are they? That's correct. Uh, Julian Daly from uh, Boyle Street Community Services um, is, a, is a really great resource for that definition, and certainly um, they are not the same. Uh, sometimes they can be, uh, but they certainly are not the same and, uh, and should really be clarified, and that's one of the things we're hoping to do. Ian, t- tell us about, you know, we, we can talk about these numbers. I think it was 57% of respondents said that uh, they were very, they were more concerned about panhandling than homelessness or uh, drug use. What are you hearing from the members downtown? What, you know, can you tell us some of the stories that you're hearing? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, while this is, is something that we face downtown, we're hearing it from our, our other business improvement areas. Uh, there are 13 of them across the city that uh, panhandling and in particular aggressive panhandling is, is sort of coming back in, 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 the, in terms of numbers and, and a level of occurrence. Uh, and something that we've, I think as a city, had been doing a good job uh, with over the last few years in terms of asking people not to give change to those necessarily on the street, but to give to an organization that might be able to provide additional resources to those uh, who are uh, marginalized or uh, needing some other assistance. This uh, incident that happened, uh, I think, recently at uh, at the cafe, and the and the sign went up, and then the uh, the the tweets that went out. You know, I felt I felt really quite bad for the owner of of the cafe. He was trying to find a way to deal with it, um, and then almost was shamed online about it. Well, he was shamed online about. It. Let's 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 be real. Uh, what are you telling your members downtown? Well, and and that's the thing that, uh, and one of the reasons we wanted to speak out a little bit and also connect with Boyle Street Community Services to find a more constructive solution is that um, private property is private property and um, I can sense frustration from some of the business owners around the city where people are coming into their business. Um, you know, panhandling on the street is not illegal. Uh, aggressive panhandling is. But when you come into a place of business uh, and disrupt customers and disrupt the livelihood of, of many people, not just the owner but their, their staff, um, you know, that's not acceptable. Uh, but we need to make sure we, we, do, um, we do treat people that come in in a respectful way. And so one of the things we wanted to do was reach out with Boyle Street and come up with a, an education campaign. And so we're producing a uh, sort of a one-pager, if you will, on panhandling, uh, the root causes of it, the challenges with it, 
uh, some opportunities perhaps, and some education uh, and contacts so that business owners know who to reach out to and, and can, can find different ways to, to deal with those situations, whether it's diffusing it or perhaps um, working with that individual and finding them some help. You know, here's the thing, and uh, you know, maybe I'm just getting old and cranky, and uh, you know, as you just said, businesses can choose how they want to deal with problems within their own business, but it feels to me like a socioeconomic problem is being thrust upon business owners who have enough problems mm-hmm. um, it, that it's been given to them to solve, and it seems to me that the problem needs to be solved at a at a city council level or a provincial mm-hmm. level. Absolutely, and and this is certainly going to take many partners um, with uh, uh, both the province and the city, along with many other social agencies in the downtown and in central Edmonton and other parts of the city to come together and come up with a solution. Uh, there's an ongoing project right now called Recover uh, that's bringing together many of these groups uh, to find innovative and uh, perhaps some different ways to approach some of these uh, these challenges. Certainly, we don't want to put uh, additional pressure on business owners, um, and we do want to educate the business owners, but also the general public. Um, you know, generally speaking, panhandlers um, are not aggressive, um, and for most people, uh, they they actually just walk by them. And what we're saying is, at least acknowledge people on the street. You know, say say hello. Oftentimes, uh, they just want to be recognized and treated like a human. Uh, but that said, we need to make sure that that those who choose to break the law or to infringe on other uh, civil liberties in a business or, or uh, in general uh, along the street, um, that we have some opportunities to engage those individuals. Sometimes that might mean uh, police service, other times that might be 2-1-1 and, um, and other groups that, uh, that might be able to provide some support. Wanted to ask you about the role of the Edmonton Police Service in this, Ian. Um, What happens if, let's say, there is an aggressive panhandler who goes into a store um, that we've seen before? If police are called, are police called? Um, If they do, do they show up? Uh, I'm thinking that the Edmonton Police Service is fairly, uh, you know, taxed as it is, and this may not be high on their uh, priority list for response. Well, again, you know, it really does come down to how busy they are. Yeah. Obviously, they prioritize calls, and um, it really depends on the situation. Um, the Edmonton Police Service has been a great partner with us, and, and certainly many of our member businesses, to identify problem areas or perhaps problem individuals. Um, but the reality is, is you're not going to police your way out of panhandling. Um, <laughs> this is, is much more of a societal issue. We need to find resources and support for those that are on the street. Uh, in my interview with Julian Daly the other day from Boyle Street, uh, you know, he quite uh, fairly commented that um, people don't necessarily want to be panhandlers. Um, it, it's degrading for most of them. And so why are they there and what, what position uh, and what, what circumstances have led them to that uh, requirement to do that? Uh, and, that, and, you know, in the same vein, how can we as um, the business association, how can we as individual businesses and society, and, and certainly reaching out to uh, uh, our council and uh, MLA, you know, how can we do a better job to support those and find uh, housing or find employment or training so that we don't have people out on the street begging for money? You know, it's interesting. You talk about uh, coming up with innovative uh, ideas for handling panhandlers, and I know I read of uh, one restaurant 
that came up with an innovative idea. And I honestly couldn't, in my mind, when I saw the original story, think of a, a way to handle it. But their idea was that their patrons, their regular patrons, could purchase a button uh, and then use that button to give to a panhandler that it could then be redeemed for a coffee and uh, a small baked item of, of some kind. And in that way, the financial burden was not on the restaurant. And as far as the panhandler went, there was... Uh, you know, there wasn't a total loss of uh, esteem for for having to come into the restaurant and beg for food or drink. Well, and certainly some of our member businesses, and again, um, other member businesses from uh, from BIAs across the city, uh, White Avenue is, is having a, a similar situation right now, um, as are some of the other areas where uh, you know pet handling has increased, and some businesses have chosen to take it upon themselves to find creative solutions. Uh, the Nook on 97th Street is a great example, and, and certainly has been uh, in the media lately. But you know, for most businesses, um, that's maybe not something that they either can do or perhaps want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have to be also realist, realistic and respectful of that member business, um, and find other ways to approach it. Um, sometimes that's giving to a different charity or inviting in an organization to train your staff, um, or perhaps that's um, letting. Um, uh, letting people know in, in their restaurant that um, panhandling is an issue in the area and for them to go out and, and do something, um, whether it's volunteering or providing money to some of those organizations. You know, Ian, can I put you on the spot for a second? Oh, I think you're going to. I'm so going to, anyways, whether you uh, say yeah, yes, or no. yes or no. <laughs> I'll tell you the biggest problem I had with this story of Remedy Cafe and of, uh, you know, the sign. And I, I didn't have a problem with the sign at all. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm a bit of an advocate for small business, having owned a small business before in my my own uh, career. My problem was how Remedy Cafe was outed, mm-hmm. um, you know, on Facebook, and with the idea being that shame should be brought upon them, like panhandling was their problem. That's right. And and I, I just wondered what your take on that was. I mean, you know, without the individual who said, hey, you know, everybody should boycott Remedy Cafe, I felt like, well, if you want to take action, why don't you take action to help panhandling? Well, and, and I have, and I would agree, and I, uh, I, took, um, I took offense to it, too, from mm-hmm. a business owner's perspective, and, and reached out to that person, actually, and we had a good conversation where we, we shared some perspectives on both sides. And I think that individual also, perhaps in retrospect, um, thinks that they could have done done this in a more constructive way in, and in a different way. Um, because, uh, you know, shaming a company, shaming a business, and, and Remedy is a very socially conscious business mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. themselves. But regardless of that, to shame a business uh, because of that business putting up a sign due to, um, you know, multiple events over the last number of years where they've had to... Um, deal with those kind of events uh, is, is is not very constructive either. Uh, it's not fair to that business. Uh, again, you know they they're working hard every day, and certainly as we know, they're dealing with increases in minimum wages and taxes and food costs. Um, for them to take this on themselves is, is not right. Uh, but businesses also need to know that there are resources out there. We can certainly, uh, as as one of our roles through the business improvement uh, or uh, business uh, uh, improvement association is that we uh, are there to connect. And so we can go out and reach out to uh, groups like Boyle Street Community Services, Reach Edmonton, uh, many others as well, uh, to ensure that 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 business owner has information um, and and better ways forward, but also for the general public. 
and so how to ensure we, we educate those that are walking down the street and either patroning those businesses or perhaps have a, a social uh, opinion about uh, some of their signage, that there are more constructive ways to deal with this. I guess the problem with that is that once it's out there and all the, the bad attention is mm-hmm. focused on it, I mean, that, that person just walks away. I mean, you have these people who sit at computers and you know, type things away and, and, and walk away from it. I know you talked to the, to the gentleman in question. I just feel the damage is done in part, and I, and I think that that is, well, is unfair. Well, that's just it, Jay. I think like, it's unfair. At the time, what I said, Ian, was if you really wanted to help, walk into Remedy Cafe, slap $400 on the counter and say, say hey, I'll, I'll, I'll cover the, the coffee for the next... Whatever. How many ever weeks, right? Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, there, there are constructive ways to deal with it. And that's what we're asking is, if you see something you don't like, uh, reach out to the business owner, reach out to us, reach out to somebody else that can, can make some positive change. And I think for the most part, that does happen. Um, certainly, uh, you know, we, we all have uh, reactions, you know, visceral reactions to things that perhaps mm-hmm. um, that we deal with regularly. Uh, on in our business and day to day, that might offend us, and I think that's what it was. It was a reaction, and and certainly in chatting with that gentleman, um, you know, he is very socially conscious, and certainly is is going to be part of this solution. And we're actually working with him uh, as part of this to to have a very positive outcome. And I think it will be a win 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 at the end of the day. But um, you know, it, it certainly. Uh, was a challenging start, but uh, <laughs> coming together, and I think that's one of the things that we found is once you reach out to either individuals or businesses, um, many of them are just looking for that support and that guidance, and, and so I think this is going to be a very good win-win-win for all parties. Ian O'Donnell, the Executive Director of the uh, Edmonton Downtown Business Association, joining us this afternoon. I've been reading about you know some other um, cities, and you talk about this program, this thing that you're going to un- uh, roll out in the next, uh, well, next week, or if it started already. I'm looking at some other cities like Kelowna that has put uh, you know fines on people who give money to to, to panhandlers, like uh, bottles and stuff like that within certain areas. I think Victoria has almost like change slots where people can put money in them that will go directly to help people um, who who might need it. Is that, you know, are those next step options that you would consider or are those kind of last choice options? Um, well, we certainly look at other jurisdictions. Uh, we were in Kelowna actually for a conference earlier this year um, and they've done a great job at uh, addressing some of the, the very problematic issues that they're dealing with right now um, around pet handling, drugs, um, and addiction issues in, the, in their downtown, um, and, and certainly um, have taken a very strong stance against people uh, supporting those those issues by mm-hmm. donating change or um, other other things to those individuals. Um, is that the right approach? I mean, it was it, it's been working, but it's pretty heavy-handed. I, I think it's it's something we need to approach from a variety of ways. And again, we need to have partners, and we need need to have more resources than we have now. Sometimes that's Edmonton Police Service, sometimes, um, you know, that's Alberta Health and and Mental Health and Addiction Services. Um, So we're going to be working um, alongside Bowdoin Street Community Services to address panhandling in a different way first. But it'll be the first of many different issues that we're going to be looking at and and reaching out to to other partners to to find a better way forward, not just for downtown. And and this is going to be shared with all of our colleagues across the city because it's not a downtown issue. It's a citywide issue. And in speaking with businesses across Edmonton, um, it's becoming more of a citywide issue in areas that we didn't used to see those kind of yeah. issues.
Yeah, it's not an overnight fix, is no. it, Ian? <laughs> and, and you know what, Ian, I probably should have started with this question, but is the problem bad enough that you're seeing businesses actually leave? Um, I, I have not heard of that uh, myself. Um, certainly that would be an extreme issue, extreme case. Um, you know, I know that uh, there are some, some more problematic areas than others, uh, just like any other city. And so we've been uh, identifying those with uh, various groups, including EPS, to put some more attention to them to make sure that those business owners feel supported. Um, and there's certainly areas that have been cleaned up uh, because of due diligence and because of uh, making, making sure people in the area are you know, removing graffiti, removing broken windows. It's the, the, the broken window theory from New York is, is certainly still being applied uh, across uh, Edmonton and many cities so that we can ensure that areas feel safe um, for those that are marginalized, but also to the general public. And we all know that safer, cleaner, uh, more attractive areas are typically more successful for business. Ian O'Donnell from uh, the Downtown Business Association joining us this afternoon. Thank you for uh, this conversation. Really, uh, really interesting. We appreciate you taking the time and look forward to seeing how things roll out over the next uh, months and, uh, you know, probably likely years. And I hope to talk to you again sometime, Ian. Well, thank you very much. And we certainly uh, will have something out shortly. And then we're going to uh, be working on a variety of other uh, issues sort of in parallel uh, in the new year, so we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. The cure, like this is just high school for me, Andrew. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, University for me, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. The cure also, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Announced uh, today. Mm. Are are you counting them up or anything, or these no, are just no, okay? Were, good. No, so. because it wasn't a it wasn't right, a top right. ten list. We don't yeah. we don't want to mess that up again. I haven't had much sleep, so let's let's not do that. Yeah, um, uh, we have a few more tunes coming your way. Plus, uh, we only have an hour left on the show in the show today because the Oilers are playing in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. So within the next hour, the Michelle Obama tickets. And the Michael Bublé uh, tickets, we do have a tune that you're going to have to recognize. I think that this one might be a little tough today. Oh, okay. But you guys have been surprising me all week, let me tell you that. Uh, Eileen Bell has the latest news headlines up next. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.